I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined in the studio by the one and only Mr. Danny Wood. Hello everyone. Uh, I think I think that's the best that we've done that yeah, intro. That was slick. I think that was slick. Um, welcome everybody to this very special podcast edition. Um, normally, when it's just Danny and I, I get Danny to name the podcast, but I feel like what well, it needs to be wedding speech related. Danny, what should we call the podcast? Hmm. The wedding speech podcast. That's not grabbing me, that muck. That's not grabbing me. <laughs> what about tears? Tears, cakes and tears of a clown. Tears of a clown. T-I-E-R-S. Tears. Like the cakes and tears. Because that's the old classic, classic joke, yeah. which we might, we'll probably talk about later. day, even the cakes and tears. Yeah. But will people know that when they're, so when they're scrolling through the podcast, I think like... Cakes if and they, tears. If they, <laughs> if they know it's the cakes and tears episode, do you reckon? I like the sound of that. Yeah? Yeah. Cakes in tears. So just to put some perspective yeah. into it, yeah. Uh, when I dropped you off after we did the uh, Brighton gig yes. last week at, at Heathrow, Heathrow, we went once we got to the right uh, right hotel. Rad- turns out there's a difference between Radisson Blue and Red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about looking at <laughs> the foyer, about three hundred quid a night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our, our lives went off very uh, in, in in different directions, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. M- m- mine went back to the. Uh, to the edit suite. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which you didn't actually edit the podcast. Um, no, no. I made a nice little video. You did make a lovely video. And then, uh, yes. Your, you obviously your 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 tangent went took you to uh, Barbados. I went to Barbados, um, where I went to my friend's wedding, and I did. I was best man, so I did a best man speech. So what I thought we could do in this episode is I'll just talk through my best man speech. Be a bit of fun, and also we've got another little lovely little bonus. So a couple of years ago, I, well, a friend of mine called Tom Packman, he was doing the best man speech for his dad's wedding. So he wanted to run some stuff past me. And I was like, well, we might as well record it and put it out at some point. And I'll be honest, I forgot about it. And then I've remembered because we're doing this. Um, but he's a great guy. He's, he's not a comedian, but he, he's funny. And uh, he, I've known him years, actually, because actually, I've known, so when I was dating Ellie, I he was oh. her manager. Ellie Golden. Ellie Golden. Ellie Golden. Um, he was her manager. He basically he discovered her. So at, so I worked at Kent Uni. Right. Mm-hmm. He this was before I knew her. She was doing this like new ta- this talent competition at the uni, and he was there, saw her, signed her, 
And now look at her, but he's not doesn't manage anymore. He then weirdly he then went like to work years, off the curb. Yeah, years later, what, the comedy agency. Yeah, yeah. So our, our paths didn't sign us, did he? He didn't <laughs> sign us, but he, he, our, <laughs> our, our uh, paths keep crossing, which is quite nice. And he's in New York now, and we we sort of check in. Yeah, every he so messaged often. me the other day. Said he had a good idea for um, a documentary. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Because you are now known as the comedic com- documentary com- maker. Comen- com- doc- doc- what do you, what you need to work, work on that. <laughs> Comedianarian. Oh, yeah. com- Jack of all trades, Mark. Really. Stand-uparian. Stand-uparian. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that one as well as, as we work on the title Humorarian. of the show. Humorarian. Humorarian. Nothing's jumping. You can't go doc up. Doc you up. Doc you up. Doc you d. Doc you d. Comenstarian. This is ridiculous. Oh right, oh that's nice. Oh good. Yeah, he's a top guy. So we're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hear that conversation so, right. from a couple of years ago about his because I because I knew I was doing a best man speech at that point, but I hadn't even started working on it when I was talking to him. And then after that, we'll chat about Barbados. Awuga. Hashtag Awuga. Um, which which link? But as I've said this a few times to you, mm-hmm. the link the hashtag Awuga links in. Yes. Because. Hashtag Awooga is what John Fashion Awooga, he used to say at Gladiators. Yeah. And the prize for winning Gladiators was... Trip to Barbados. Trip to Barbados. Yes. It's all come full circle. Oh, it's like an Edinburgh show. <laughs> Five <laughs> yeah. stars. But before we do that, any, anything to report comedy-wise lately? Well, have we had some feedback? We've had some feedback, okay. yeah. Okay, let's hit, hit the feedback. So um, we've had quite a bit, and we, we won't have ti- time to go through all of it today, but we'll go through more. Um, next week and thank you everyone for tuning in and letting us know what you think and uh, keep that coming so this was from Phil ah Milton oh yeah Phil ah Milton he says nearly caught up and from the Michael Cox episode Mike Cox no why did I say Michael it says Mike um (laughs) from Mike Cox episode I'd use your punch to. Uh, I'd use your punch as setup. Your I'd use your punch as he didn't put spelling mistake. Uh, Maybe just start this bit again. I'd use your punch as setup on the court wanking joke. Do you know the court wanking joke? Were you on the podcast when we did the Mike Cox episode? Um. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the joke was the original joke was we had different versions after I got kicked out of the old Bailey court wanking. Yes. Oh no. Oh, that's we did have a debate oh, about this. Yeah, we did. But I, I've also just thought because originally I said I got kicked out of the old Bailey for um, masturbating, court wanking. But I think got kicked out of the old Bailey, court wanking. Yeah, I don't I think, think you that need that. You don't need the masturbation in mind. This I think that might have solved it. Then I think that that's, it feels quite. It's it's not a massive leap for the audience to go. Oh yeah, he's talking about wanking in a court. Yeah, you I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. But anyway, that. Because we then had discussion about would it be tennis and there's, I mean it went all sorts of places. But he, um, Phil, ah, Milton. Uh, See, people are going to think you're having a mild stroke there. <laughs> you should explain it how so, he spelled. So F I L space yes. H period as they say in America. Yeah. A period space Milton. So it's quite it's a, like Phil A Milton. Phil ah Milton. Uh, phonetically, it's Phil Milton. It's like almost like a silent H, Phil. Phil, a- Phil Milton. Phil. Phil. Huh. Is it H no, yeah, a? yeah. I um, <laughs> Let's not get bogged down in the Is semantics this of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he said, do it the other way right. around. Good old, um, thanks, Phil. So he said, Phil <laughs> Milton <laughs> said, I was caught wanking recently. It gets boring being on a jury. 
I get what he's saying, but I, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna critique it. Go on, I hope you don't mind, Phil. <laughs> ah, Milton. I like, uh, I like the idea, but I, I'd say it gets boring being on a jury. Is a bit of a, it's not, it's not rhythmically very nice as a punchline. And what's the setup? I was caught wanking recently. I was caught wanking. So that that does make sense as a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I would say about that is, if you said I was caught wanking recently, take that face value, and you go, it gets boring being in a jury. I think some people might just think you're saying I was in in a jury, so I started wanking. I don't know if they would get the court bit straight away because it's it's sort of quite far away by the time you get to the punchline mm. so you could just take that face value that sentence which is another reason why i don't think it'll quite work yeah yeah okay so thanks for your feedback phil <laughs> milton great stuff i do like saying that yeah no i can tell yeah <laughs> What's do, do you like hearing me say it it's, 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 do you know what it is? Because we've got the cans on finally after, you know, <laughs> know. we've got to grips so much better, with it? audio. It is much better, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Um, it's it's almost like heavy breathing whenever you go, ha. Cause it's, it's, oh, it is. I didn't really want to tell you this, but I've got the better ones on as well. Unbelievable. So, um, yeah, that's just the way they Whose landed names on the, the podcast? That's just the way they landed on the, uh, well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to change your name to jokes if you want to get on there, Danny. Well, as you know, my son, my middle name is Daniel We've J. Ward. That, yeah. So it could be Daniel Jokes Ward, right? Oh, it could be, yeah. Mm. DJ Ward. DJ Covered Ward. that, didn't we? Um, one more piece of feedback. Have we got time, one, Danny? I reckon we have. Hi, Mark. Sorry to bother you. Yes, Don't be sorry. No. Don't be sorry. Don't no, be sorry. No, no, never never hide it. your light under a bushel in that sense. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to go with it. I know you're probably busy. Sure. Quite busy. But, yeah, know, been so, yeah, been very busy in Barbados all, all week. Always, I was busy. I've always got working your ass off over there. I've always got, always got, <laughs> I've always got time for my listeners, our listeners. I'm a, I'm a new fan of your jokes podcast, oh, uh, and I've been listening to some old episodes. I was listening to the Paul McCaffrey episode from the fifth of the third. 2020 he gave a date i love it you had a oh 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 i'm so sorry everybody we're, we're, we're covering something that's been covered so much on its podcast but i love the fact that it sparked so much debate let's have it can you guess what joke it is um you've only come in about halfway through this sort of no go on i don't it's the box of wine tap on the bottom oh uh, okay i mean we've i mean but 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 it is a it's an interesting take take it's a hot yeah. take and i would like to know your opinion because okay. it's actually got a punchline linked to a joke that you do well in that case in it yeah <laughs> sorry champ we're full um he said i love that joke so if anyone who hasn't doesn't know i apologize but we've had a million different versions of it the idea is a box of wine comes with a tap on the bottom and then the wordplay is you get tapped on your bottom that's the wordplay but we've never quite managed to get it to work um it really tickled me especially the feminist angle while listening in the car, I was playing with another angle for that joke. Oh, that's good. Um, you may have already thought of it. It may be crap. See what you think. So he's he's, he's not getting my hopes up. He's, he's, you know I mean? he's what we call that uh, managing expectations. He's managing expectations. I told my girlfriend the other day I was nipping to the shops. She said, "Can you get me a box of wine with a little tap on the bottom?" I said, "I'm not going to Asda." Aha. Yeah, so added added the as the tap on the bottom, which you well, have in your. Well, I can interject with this. Is that we spoke about this yeah, on yeah. the podcast is, anyway? Is so it, you, uh, listeners have heard your joke about uh, it. Yeah, I, I. Do you know what, Mark? I genuinely couldn't tell you what I did this time yesterday, let alone when I was talking about the as the joke on the podcast. But what <laughs> I would, if I haven't said this already, is it's a very age dependent thing. Yes. Is that like the youngsters? 
mm. that they don't they don't watch telly, and I'm not even sure the last time they had the older advert Mazda. No, I don't think they do. So um, so so, so same issue applies really. Yeah, so you don't think, but I I you know, I tell you what it, it works. Tell, it certainly but, works. But, but I think, I mean, no one's ever actually in the history do. of time. Has I tell said. you what that does do is okay. that because I think one of the issues with that joke is that people don't get the tap on the actual tap on the bottom bit right mm-hmm. so that does get that across because as the it's obvious but what i don't like about it is she said can you get me a box of wine with a little tap on the bottom i no one's ever said well, that as right, a sentence right, i said not in the history of time no i was going to say no, no one's, said, can you get me no a one's ever commented just i think that might be issue with the joke in the first place is no one's ever actually yeah. mentioned this isn't this isn't this isn't our um our listeners fault this is this, this is, is like, I fault. would never blame no. our listeners. No, no. This isn't even my fault, Danny. Right. It's the fault of the Asda. Of, of a, it's as it's Asda's <laughs> fault. No, it's the fault of the fact that people don't say it. That's no one's fault, Danny. Some people might say that you shouldn't be drinking wine out of a box, but you know, I don't say that, especially who, not when I'm camping. Who would <laughs> who would say that? Well, you know, people who think it needs to be aged in a, in oak barrels and then decanted uh, into wine with a cork top, and you know, right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the good thing about camping with them. Yeah. Easier to keep cold in your icebox when you just take it out and use it as just the bladder. You see, you take the mm. box out, discard the bladder, and then you just get the box and just use the, the tin for bladder. I think bladder is a very nice word. Bladder. It's not nice, is it? It's not the best. It's not like mellifluous. What's that mean? <sighs> now you're asking. <laughs> Alexa, what does mellifluous mean? Mellifluous means having a smooth, sweet, and flowing sound. A smooth... S- oh. Oh, sh- oh, no, 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 not about <laughs> delivery. Shut up. No, Alexa, stop. Uh, well, smooth, what, what sweet, have you sound. I don't know. What, what have you bought? I don't bought? know. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I've t- we're trying to clear the tap. I know. And you're buying more. I had a disaster the other day. I ordered an air, um, uh, an air p- purification unit from my parents. You're right. And uh, I got the address wrong. It's turned up here, <laughs> oh, <isn't> it? no. <laughs> So I got two. <laughs> Can you have, is there, is there such a thing as a too purified air? Um, Guess we'll find out. Are you going to use it? No. Cool. So, oh, we well got, I've got a cup of tea oh, here. Oh, yeah, of course you have. Come and, oh, hang what? on. Serve hang on, hang on, Danny. Yeah? Like, I, I like the fact that you've got the tour mugs in shot, but yeah. this, this is the profit that we're drinking here. So people... We can't sell these now. Oh, well, could we? Could we actually we could. sell these for well, more? I got, I got, well, these oh, these, uh, are, these have got them? Mark Simmons DNA on it now. <laughs> right, by the <laughs> way, from from my mouth. <laughs> God, this is where we're at now. Is it? Uh, you think your DNA's worth selling? <laughs> Didn't take long, does it? <laughs> Doesn't take long. <laughs> yeah. What you, so what you're saying is you could sell these as uh, as a, what would you call that? Um, uh, used because you know, like soiled. Because <laughs> people do sell their pants, don't they, and things like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, haven't worn them. Mm. So maybe we could... Well, yeah, let us know. Tweet us in if you'd uh, like well, a soiled mug. Why don't I take these mug. tonight to nor- nor- Norfolk? And I reckon it's... M- I don't know. I don't know. If Norfolk could, I don't, chance. I don't think we should present Norfolk with them. I think I think if there's any weirdos listening... Right. Okay, so actually go for the specialists they who might. are looking for... Because also, if we're going to send them to them... Yeah. <gasps> oh, did you hear that? Yeah, that's, I did, yeah. That that's, came through my headphones. That's, that's, that's on my tea. No... I just remembered someone had to ch- someone dropped their mug and I said I'd send them. Oh, one. you haven't done that yet. We haven't sent them one yet. Well, now it's we. <laughs> now it's we, isn't it? <laughs> when something's not been done, it's we. My DNA, my name on the podcast. We haven't sent the mug. 
<laughs> we'll have to look. In. Well, t- send her a soiled one as a special because they look. Check and it's, it's taken yeah. me so long. Yeah. I d- I, it's only right that I send you one that I've already used. I'd also um, like to say that she dropped it properly. They're not. They're not delicate. They're, they're good, solid craft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mugs, she didn't pick they? it up and the handle fell off. No, no. She no, no, she, no, she threw it across I've the room. I've been using this all week like babe. a lunatic. Yeah. She got overexcited. <laughs> yeah, she did get. She was. But the other thing, of course, giddy. we can do is that we'll stick them in the mu- in the dishwasher. No one will ever be any the wiser. No, because they're dishwashable. I should have microwaveable. Are they, Mark? Oh, I, I yes. <laughs> talking about. Can I just uh, talking about <laughs> celebrities? Yeah. Who um people want the celebrities DNA? Um, I'm just going to say this first, and then you can edit it out if you want to. I think it was a. I think it was a Jim will fix it episode. Oh, here we go. And um, I think it was someone who wanted their mother to meet Tom Jones because uh, at once it was this was say this was in the 80s I remember watching this it's funny what sticks in your head at some point in the 60s she had been at a Tom Jones concert and what the women used to do is they used to hold out their handkerchiefs to Tom Jones during this concert and Tom Jones would then wipe his sweat sweat off it and hand it back and she had got getting it she got the sweaty handkerchief back off Tom Jones she'd put it in a zip type uh, bag yeah. and put it in the freezer and she'd kept it in the freezer to <laughs> preserve his sweat for 20 years right yeah and that's when you know they fixed it for her to go and meet tom jones so there are elements of people well who will want you know yeah tom jones cold sweats tom jones cold sweat there you go something there yeah that's my second tom jones story i know it is yeah. yeah it's not unusual and did that joke as well last time? Did we? I did. I yeah. you, oh, sorry. Can't remember. <laughs> Can't remember what I did this morning. I don't know any others. Um, so I think let's get let's let's get let's get cracking with Tom Patman, shall we? Yeah. Here, here he is talking about his best man speech for his dad's wedding. It's not for a little while, but. Um, the idea of, of having to speak in front of um, friends and family and, and the pressure to be funny is really sort of, um, it's stressing me out already. <laughs> I, well, yes, okay, that's good. Well, that was going to be my first question is how you're feeling about it. And I think you just expressed it perfectly then. And I can, I, I, I've, I've got the same, I'm basically, we're, we're in exactly the same situation. So my background with best man speeches, I've done two before. One was my brother and one was my, one of my best friends. Um, and I've got another one of my best friends, one's in May, which is also when you're doing yours, correct? Right, that's it, yeah. Yeah, so we're in a similar boat. And when I, as a comedian, when I tell people I'm a bit nervous about doing a best man speech, they think that's mad because, like, I perform all the time. But, like, you, you just summed it up when you said in front of friends and family. Like, yeah. that changes it all. Yeah, I think they're always going to react i think if something sounds like a joke i think they'll give me sort of polite laughter i'm i'm confident in that but i want i want it to be smash it oh i don't know i want them to be like oh that was a good speech wasn't it what about when he you know yeah in 10 years time at at someone else's (laughs) wedding your like great nephew's wedding they go well the speech wasn't bad but do you remember tom packman's speech i know well i think i think as well with weddings as well there's um they're in the UK, they're really long. And mm-hmm. I think that there's so many things that can kind of deflate and um, take the energy out of the room with a, with a wedding. If there's yeah. t- too much, too many gaps and things like that. So 
and the speeches come at such a crucial time where people have been there for a while they've had the ceremony yeah. and they and they've not yet really eaten very much or they've not danced or they've you know and yeah. so th there's so much riding on them and then oh, if, and then if, grumpy. if it's if it's half hour late too late when people are hungry mm -hmm. they're not gonna like it because all they want to do is eat Exactly. I mean, versus over here as well. I've been to some American weddings and the best man speeches are, are, are different because ah. there's not that, there's not that. Well, first of all, there's a bit of a funny thing in uh, the Americans when I tell them about UK weddings and the speeches, they get a bit funny about it because over here, the, um, the maid of honor speaks and ah. the, the groom doesn't tend to speak, but it's, it's kind of, there's, there's a mix of sort of male and female voices. Whereas I think in the UK, it's like, the best man. But I think it, it's so funny because there's there's such a emphasis on being funny in the UK. You have to kind of roast the, um, yeah. the group. Is that So in America, uh, so is the emphasis still to be funny for the best man? Not, not so much. The emphasis is to be sort of genuine and, and right. say an anecdote, but there's not the uh, pressure to be like, funny. I See, I would find that way more intense and worry about it. Because the last speeches I've done, the bits I worry about, the jokes I don't worry about, but it's the sounding genuine. Like, I don't want people, like, it's acting, because you are genuine, but when you're performing, I don't want anyone to think I'm just, I'm not, I don't mean it, but also I don't <laughs> want to start crying. Oh, no, totally. I've, um, <laughs> I've seen people, like, get teary-eyed and stuff in America, and you're just like, I'll pack it in, mate. Like, <laughs> but, but it's so funny. But, but here's the thing. With that system, I've seen the, the, the speeches are very short. And, and Americans, their weddings are kind of more, a more compacted version of a UK wedding. They, they yeah. might start at about five o'clock. Um, in the and then it's it, oh. it's like ceremony into cocktail hour into dancing. There's only one invite as well, so you'd only it's have basically the same as American sports, isn't it? Because American yeah. sports is get to the good bit quick. So basketball, right. lots of shots, lots of shots, lots of scores. But in football, you get two goals if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, basketball is out. like a hundred points to yeah. ninety. <laughs> right, so it's the American way, isn't it? But let's get a absolutely. Bit of let's get a little bit of background. This wedding that you're going to be the best man for. Mm -hmm. He's not in America. Correct. He'll be in the UK. Where is it? It's down in Thanet. Um, my dad's relocated uh, after he retired. Um, he went down to Broadstairs. So it's kind of the next town over. Okay, well, that answers the next question. Who's it for? <laughs> yeah, it's for my dad. It's for someone else, um, but I just want to let you know what my dad's up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, my, uh, my dad, dad, bless him. That's yeah. great. That's, well, that's, very, that's different. That's not that common, is it? I don't think so. Well, most dads have friends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, most, most, I mean, the tradition, the traditionally, dads get married before they have kids. Obviously, in today's society, that's oh, all, yeah. you know, people get married more now, which is great. Well, my mum's been married three times. Really? We say, we say she, yeah, we lo she loves wedding cake, is, is what we... <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is your dad's second wedding? Correct, yeah. Okay, cool. And how long has... It, so what was his situation? Like, how long has he been with who he's with? Um, well, well, the situation was my, my parents divorced when I was five. And then my dad's been single for 30 years, essentially. I mean, I don't know. He, he loves life. And I think he's just so um, easygoing, outgoing that he hasn't felt the need to re mm. like settle down, I guess. I mean, I, I don't presume to know, like the inner workings of, of him but he's just always so happy it's never really, oh, really? bothered him oh, you know great. you know the, the, there's those people that need a relationship to almost define yeah, yeah. themselves and he's never really been that he's always had sport and but he's met and, the person he wants to, to yeah you know. well he retired moved down to um he took up ballroom dancing how old is he which now? is 
great question. I'm terrible. Oh, no. I think he's sick. I think I think he's sixty-one. Okay, sixty-two. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, so, how was it? Was it was it like a like a surprise when he asked you, or was it sort of you guessed that that would be the case? It was just known that you would be. No, it was a surprise. I mean, it's my dad's an identical twin, um, wow. which is fun. I sort of assumed that he would ask his brother, honestly, but I think oh, that it's yeah. really nice because my dad and I get on so well, and and we you don't want it to be share... a mix up at the front of the church and well, you know, this is the wrong person getting married and. I honestly do think that he's probably trying to save a lot of like the people running <laughs> the thing. Ident- are they proper identical? Mark, it's in- it's insane. Like they've so, been tested so how, by. So this is bad because this is probably a stupid question. But how how do you know the difference? I'm guessing there's the, some sort of you. There's just some sort of something in you that just would know. I guess. Yeah, I mean they look they look identical, but then, um, you know, everybody has that that way about them do you know what I mean that way they walk and the way they talk and stuff and you know when you know someone all your life like you you can sort of know but people do not like my my dad was walking down the street and um someone in their car mounted the pavement and started honking at my dad and then my dad was like because you're unquote the money yeah, well, um, he crapped his pants, my dad, bless him. And then he was like, hey, Les, oh, Les, you, you know, my dad's brother's called Les. And he said, oh, Les, oh, Les. And then I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I thought I was being like, mugged, you know. Um, but yeah, okay. there's, there's constantly that. So maybe, maybe he, you know, he wanted to sort so of... So how did he ask you? I wish it was some, like you know cool story but i mean he just he called me up i mean that's oh, yeah. all we can really do being in new york you know yeah yeah and he and he's up down in Broadstairs, bless him so uh, he just he just gave me a call and um when he said that you know that, uh, they've found a wedding venue and they're really happy with it and you know i'd really love you to be best man and it was such a nice feeling because oh, you know do you reckon his brother's gonna blank you on the wedding day <laughs> I think I think was he, who was every... his first best man when he first got married that's a great that question brother? it was probably his brother so maybe right. that maybe that's what it is actually it, you know yeah so are you so you, you've been to a lot it sounds like you've been to a lot of weddings so you've been to a few in America and you, is, is your family have you got a big family and been to lots of weddings in the past because I know people yeah. and they've never been to a wedding that's mad isn't it well here's the, the funny thing about it is I have been to I would say more more than anyone I know because when I was fourteen, I I was a, a mobile DJ, and so I I was fourteen years old DJing at weddings. But the issue oh. was that I would always come in for the evening section, so oh. I would be setting up when speeches were going on. So I would hear like muffled and then laughs, oh. but I would never really get that side of it. Mm. Um, but then, but- so the first I remember the first wedding I actually went to, I was about. Uh, I think I was about 16 or 17. And I remember the groom's speech was so good. He he made this whole thing about um, it's so nice. Uh, he, he said it's so nice to have uh, a cake made by a family member. Um, it's just a shame that, that Auntie Edith couldn't be here. And he said, but you can't have your cake and Edith too. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and as bad and cheesy and it doesn't quite work, but, but in the it moment. It work. It worked. It was the funniest thing wow. anyone had ever heard. People and were that, like banging on tables. And was, was that a real, was so, so as a joke writer, I'm now looking into the details of this. Was there actually an Auntie Edith 
that couldn't make it? Or was that made up for the joke? It was made up for the joke. He even, he pointed at this girl, uh, a girl called Jane, and said it was like a relation of Jane as well, or something. There was this, but, but you've got to understand, like the build-up for that was about five minutes. So he made this oh, okay. whole thing and blah, blah, But, oh, dude. And then it killed. <laughs> So have you ever seen like a best man speech bomb? Well, the, the worst one I saw, my mum got married. The third time my mum got married, okay. um, the, best, the best man was the, my, uh, my now stepdad's uh, best friend. Mm. And he's, and he's uh, part of an amateur dramatics group. So he's very confident. Yeah. Um, but my mum's wedding, they had to have quite an early service. And then in the gap between the ceremony and the, and the speeches and the, the food, everyone had gone punting um, down... I think it's in Canterbury where you used to oh, live. Yeah, There's yeah, a, yeah. a river people can go punting in, but they were just drinking and drinking and drinking. And, and the best man got so drunk that his speech went on for 25 rambling oh, no, minutes. No, 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 and he no, said, no. and he said the C word. <gasps> yeah. Canterbury. Canterbury. <laughs> C word. He didn't. How did, oh, okay. Tell me this. How did he, how did he squeeze a C word into it? He was referring to himself. I believe he was like, Oh, um, going on the... yeah exactly it was it was like you know i knew i'm rambling <clears throat> like you know like a c word and then so how did that go down terribly <laughs> it was so bad dude. Oh, I, love and, it. Oh, the, I mean the other one where i saw it didn't go badly but it, it it was it was this was amazing this was another family member this was my brother-in-law so at my sister's wedding he's he's so naturally funny he's scottish and he's very sort of cheeky but he'd found two of my sister's diaries from when she was a kid, right? Oh, so wow. one of them, the first diaries, he, the first diary entries he read out was from when they were traveling together in Australia and that's where they met. Mm. And it, it said in the diary that she knew that the person who is now their best man had a crush on her. So he was reading all of this. Oh, and then he, and then he like sort of touched my arm when we were playing pool and all this sort of stuff. And so the whole room oh. was just erupting at how awkward and how funny it was, right? But then he read out her diary from when she was nine years old. And it was basically her talking really badly. I was going to swear then, but I won't. But talking really badly about the two girls that are now her bridesmaids. And, and, and this, was like, this was like nine years old, like saying all the bad words she knew how, like that she knew of. And so wow. and the bridesmaids were just like, I, I had no idea that, that she felt that way. And so my sister just squeezed his arm so hard. And he was like, and that's all from me. Really? That was it. <laughs> but I mean that that's still like legendary in our family but that, that was just a point where it, you need that's to know when far. to stop you that's know too yeah. far. wow okay that's cool um so who so who's going to be in the audience is that would you say the majority of the people you will know I well I mean I don't know any of her family because for the majority of their well, I've been in New York for four years. And so for the oh, majority yeah. of, I think they've been together about five years. So mm. for the majority, I've been over here and also her, um, some of her family lives abroad. Uh, I think her son lives in France and stuff like that. So I'm, meet, I'm going to be meeting 50% of the people right, for the first tough, time. That, that does make it difficult because you haven't got a, a rapport with anyone beforehand. Like the last right. one I did, I knew no one else. Yeah, <laughs> I only knew them from the stag do. That's the only time, that's how I knew everybody. That's not even many of them. So it was, it was because because my friend he he was one of my best friends from school, but he moved away and sort of just lost a bit of contact. Like he's been about way years, and he now lives um, sort of Bedfordshire way. So right. so it's, it's just people there that he'd sort of met since moving away. So I didn't have when I was doing my speech, I didn't have that thing of do you remember when this happened? 
where a few, which instantly gives you some support in a room straight away. So that made it a little bit more tricky. And I guess you, you have to write it around that kind of, you know, situation. For sure. But you obviously know your side of the family. So you should have half yeah. the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because that's lucky because that's your family. Because normally when you do a best man speech, it's not your family, is it? It's, you know, you're, you're friends with the groom. So you actually are maybe have a little bit of an advantage that you're- I, I do, I, I think I've certainly got an advantage in terms of the memories because he's my dad and I've known him all my life. It's like, I've, mm. sometimes a best man like might've met the person at university and, but only has say yeah. like five, 10 years of knowing them. Yeah, this is it. Cause so my, so I, I, my memories for, with my friends from the last one was all at school and my memory is not great. So that was quite hard. And I had to speak to some friends and just sort of jog a few. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Few stories and things. Right. So, where are you with the speech at the moment? What's been your sort of? Have you got stuff down that you you think you're gonna? Have you got a rough outline, or are you coming at this I do, fresh? Mate. I do. I, I've got I've got blocks of of. Things. I've I've come at it. I'm I'm just trying to do my best impression of a comedian. You know what I mean? I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of put things in context, and mm. and try everything. Try and have some sort of a punchline because I, I feel like the audience will react if they if they hear what sounds like a punchline. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I've been trying to do that, but I can't tell. You, I if I spent as much time on like things that will make me money or things in my job as I've done with this speech, then I'd be like Bezos. What? Okay. So, um, so at the moment, as it stands, how long is it? I haven't really timed it, but it's a, it's a full page size 11 on, uh, on okay, that's not Microsoft that's Word. Not, that doesn't feel like that's 20 minutes. So that's good. So, and you've got, have you got, so have you, did you look up a structure to what best man speeches tend to how they're structured? Uh, I didn't No. So, so you know, did you know that you generally, you should say some nice things about the wedding party? Ah, what, like go around to well, all the of, members of the start, wedding party? So when you start, you could, little, even if it, something simple like, I think you'll agree that the wife, or the wife, whatever her name is, 
looks <laughs> the stunning and the bridesmaids look beautiful and that sort of thing. And everybody, that gets everybody in a nice mood. Or you say that at the end as when you sort of do it just before the toast. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. So what, 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 where have you, what's been your process? So what, how, have you just gone through your head and just thought stories? Let's think of all the things I can talk about. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's thinking of those, those funny sort of key moments because it's, I, I think it's that thing, isn't it, where like a stand-up comedian will be able to say something very general that we can all relate to. Yeah. Whereas my, st- the stories about my dad are so specific to mine and my dad's relationship that yeah. it's, it's going to be really hard to sort of put those in context and make them objectively funny, even yeah. though half the room knows him and knows his quirks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So I've tried to sort of, but, but, but the issue is, if I try and give them too much context, then they become too long and it's like and yeah, and, yeah. and the best jokes are the ones that are nice and short anyway so yeah i mean okay. i guess that's that's where i, I hope you can okay. help I, some of them i'm proud of mark some okay. of them i'm like I oh, come on surely <laughs> no please please because if you think that if you think that you know i'm gonna get tomatoes thrown at my head then then please say i'd rather i'd rather that you tell me than them tell me on the day you know before we go into your actual ideas i will read you uh three classic best man speaks jokes okay so these are stock jokes that some people use if they can't think of anything funny to write themselves and i just want to tell you a few so so this one's a classic i've heard this quite a few times but you ready number one yeah it's been an emotional day even the cake's in tears (laughs) i've heard that a lot um (laughs) the second one um what's your dad's name rob Rob, okay. Uh, if there's anybody here this afternoon who's feeling nervous, apprehensive, and queasy at the thought of what lies ahead, it's probably because you've just married Rob. <laughs> Classic. Uh, we've now reached the point in the proceedings where we all get to see the groom shift uncomfortably in his seat and grip the tablecloth. That's right. I have been asked to give him the drinks bill. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this thing on? Oh. <laughs> So how are you thinking about starting the speech? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'd probably go, I, I had a look at a couple of stock jokes and there was one I did like. Um, okay. And, I, and, and the, because he's my dad, I can, I can sort of change it a bit to, to suit me, you know. Oh, so great. Okay, well, tell us um, what the original is and then tell us how you changed it. Or the other way around. Uh, like. I think the, the original was, I can only say in my defence that the groom and I share the same sense of humour. So if this speech is in any way unfunny, please feel free to blame him. Okay, nice. Um, but then, but I say like that my dad and I share the same sense of humour because mm. of course we would. We, ha- we have... You know, well, that's great. And that also, that sets up a lot of what you were talking about earlier is getting across your relationship with him. Do you know what I mean? So straight away, bang, they, they, they get your vibe. You both have a laugh together. Good stuff. Next. Okay. Awesome. Well, I mean, I want to talk about the fact that, you know, my parents divorced. Um, and then I was trying to think of how I could approach that subject without it. Sort of, because I, you know, he's got a new wife and it's been 30 years, 30, yeah. 30 years, something years, you know, so I, d- but there was this really funny moment that, that, um, uh, that I've, so I, I can read you what I've, what I've written if you want, just how I've sort of tackled the divorce. Before that, how do they do do, do, does the bride and your mum, have they met? Do they know each other? Yeah, they, they get on. I mean, I'm so lucky, so lucky, Mark, compared to some other um, oh, I'm the same as people's you, situations. 
um, my my dad often comes around for Christmas dinner with yeah. my mum and, and and her new husband. We're all he's he thinks he's such a good guy and he's you know he's so like nice and just so sunny you know that that no one thinks that there's any weirdness yeah, yeah. or anything you know so um and he he loves trivia as well so he'll always bring a quiz around to uh to christmas dinner and stuff so i'm very lucky that all of my 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 two sides of my family get on really well so i don't mind talking about it in that sense because i know that the bride knows my mom and knows the whole mm. context knows that it was 30 years ago and, and is it is comfortable okay that's cool so what have you got okay uh oh god I'll, I'll read it verbatim um when my parents divorced my dad wanted to tell my sister and I that he still loved and cared for us, but he must have felt awkward to just come out and say it. So he turned to his favourite movie, Mrs. Doubtfire, to help. I remember he sat well, us down to watch. That'll get a laugh. Oh, yeah? Definitely. You're, you're telling everyone that's his favourite movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> that, it that, genuinely yeah, is. In, in a, yeah, oh, that's even oh. funnier. But in, a, in, a, in that scenario, you should pause there, definitely, I think. That's funny. People, it'll get a little laugh. Oh, I love that. I would never have thought to pause there. Thank you so much. Because, um, well, well, I think so. Because that is, <laughs> I mean, that is a, such a stupid film for him to be his favourite. Well, I should, I should prepare for a pause at least. Or you could even say, yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Emphasise oh, yeah. his favourite movie. And what, say his favourite movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. Not oh, favourite movie, Doubtfire. pause, Mrs. Doubtfire. Because Mrs. Doubtfire is the punch and you stop for the laugh. Whereas if you weren't Mrs. Doubtfire, his favourite movie, you, you sort right. of lose the punch a little bit. That's good as well, because I want, to, I want people to remember watching Mrs. Doubtfire because I want them to think of it in a divorce context because it is about a divorced dad and his oh, efforts, yeah. right? Um, but so, so turn to his favourite movie, Mrs. Doubtfire to help. I remember he sat us down to watch it. And before it started, he looked at us and said, there's a message in this film that I want you to know. <laughs> Now, in, <laughs> in hindsight, <laughs> this was really sweet, but it must have gone over my head because for the next five years, I was convinced that my dad wanted to become a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lovely. That's really good. Oh, God. I need to not laugh, though. <laughs> you won't in the moment. You oh, definitely okay. won't in yeah. the moment. But it doesn't matter yeah, if you no, laugh I... afterwards. It's right. nice. It's, you know what I mean? It's engaging to, to be enjoying what, what's happening. Um, cool. So what's next? Well, so, okay, the next bit, I'm worried because I really, when I, when I came up, when I sort of wrote the punchline bit, mm. I was so proud, but it's, I think it's really rude. And, okay. but it's, it's, but it's, it's not true. So there's parts of it that there's enough of truth in it that makes it okay. But the punchline is crude. My dad and I would have some nice bonding time um, growing up. Every Friday night, I would go to Bexley Heath and watch him bowl in a league. Mm. Do you know what that means Like when I say bowl in the league? Like, like temping bowling? I, I, it's either that or bowls, but I would think oh, okay. bowl, temping bowling. You can say temping bowling. Watch him, yeah. Uh, we would go to bowl, Bexley Heath temping bowling alley and I'd watch him bowl in a league. I don't like too, now, much bowl, too many bowls in that. Yeah, yeah. So we'd watch him go to Bexley and watch him in a bowling league. I think you don't need to... Oh, it's, watch it's him in a bowling league. league. Yeah, that's good. That's, that is what you said, isn't it? Watch him bowl in a league. No, no, watch him in a bowling league. I think. Watch him in a, yeah, watch him in a bowling league. Yeah. His, te his team were called Climax and they were really good. <laughs> they, would, they would often win and their opponents were really nervous to play them. 
I'll never forget the look on my teacher's face though, when on a Monday she asked if I had a good weekend. And I said, yes, I watched my dad's bowling team climax. Um, she retired not long after that. <laughs> okay, is that true? I mean, I didn't watch them climax. But, no, 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 no. But like, the, the team, <laughs> yeah, they were called climax. That's, that's great, that's really funny. Um, but what did you say she retired after? I don't know why she'd retire after. But I don't think you need I that. I just felt like it was so shocking. But yeah, okay. I, 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 think, I think you just leave it at climax, laugh. I do think there's enough people because so my insight into my dad, he's amazing at sports, but no sport that like makes you any money. So he's, um, a, he's a professional ping pong coach. He, he, um, he uh, coached the under 14 European champion or something like that. And he's an amazing t- table tennis player. He's, he's uh, done temping bowling for team England and mm. um, for the, for the vets, for the over fifties, he, um, he's got an amazing hand, like average, um, and so everyone knows that, like, that side of him, I think, that he's very sporty. I think you should, because I think what's quite nice in A Best Man's Speech is you're telling the people that don't know him very well, you're filling them in, you're filling them in. So why not go into that bit saying, that's quite a big achievement for the, you know, England. So maybe give that, give that little statistic and then go, I remember watching him in Bexley Heath when I, when I was younger, and then go into it that way. That's quite a nice sort nice. of in, isn't it? It's nice because I'm like bigging him up a bit. And you say, yeah, I'm very, you know, I'm really proud of my dad. Because that's nice. Do you know what I mean? It's a nice thing. You know, it's sporting achievements. And if you say sporting achievements, people may laugh at that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It depends on the vibe. I don't, because obviously I don't know. But that's, that's a nice little fact about him. And then go into the joke. That's great. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. pro- Is it too rude? I, I mean, don't. I am insinuating, like. <laughs> but you're not. No, I'm not. It's just, it sounds like that. I don't, I don't think so. Well, how old, are, what, what are the oldest, are there grandparents still around? No. But just people in their 60s. I think, I think if I quickly, if it, I say, if I apologise, yeah, she's amazing. Constant but minion then, memes on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> and if, if you say, I'm so sorry, but I didn't name, I didn't, I didn't name them, like, and put the blame on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then you just put it straight on him. But is that actually a true story that you did say that at school? Have you, you just written the punchline, right? No, I didn't say it at school, no. Yeah, but I just yeah. thought, I just, I, he, he, they were a really good bowling really team. Funny. I think that's funny. I think that's great. Oh, I mean, but talking to a comedian about this is probably the worst person when asking, <laughs> is it too rude? Because generally we're going to go, that's great. But it isn't too rude because climax isn't, spunked everywhere do you know what i mean you're not saying right, right, right. That, that, that his bowling thing jizzed in my face like right right and i just realized my window's open and i just said that quite loud <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna drop the devils a little bit um no i think that's good um so what i was gonna say is um the link so you, you spoke about the, the divorce mm-hmm. so a nice link through from that bit to the next bit might be something like say something nice about the bride that, so he got divorced then, and I'm so pleased that he's finally found someone lovely. So get a nice bit in, yeah. and then you win some points, and then you might lose a few on the climax. But, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? That'd be a nice sort of link and go, he's found someone great, and I mean, who wouldn't want to be with my daddy's sporting achievements? And then, do you know what I mean? You can get a nice link that way. Just, oh, that's great. Just so it flows. Yeah, I love that. 
but I mean, there's, there, I mean, maybe not even that way, but some link like that, just from A to B, from joke to joke. And like I said, you can get little nice things in there. Mm-hmm. If you said something really nice about the bride and then you do the climax joke, you, it'd be hard the first to be annoyed at you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, they say yeah, got... to ask forgiveness and permission. That's it. So, um, I've got... Um... There's a couple, so basically I've, I've given you the two bits I'm most proud of first and then it, it is okay. all downhill, but I've got another two bits that I quite like. Um, uh, my dad was a pretty small town guy before moving to Broadstairs. He was born in West Hill Hospital. He went to West Hill School and he lived on West Hill and he worked at the Royal Mail, which was on West Hill. Basically, my dad was social distancing before it was cool or, or my dad quarantined himself way before Boris Johnson told him to. That's too much. Um, social distancing, it needs to be sort of, quar- I think it needs to be quarantine because social distancing, that doesn't mean, because he wouldn't be social distancing in that town. Right, right, right. But I think, this is interesting as well, in a year's time, is, that will still be topical, wouldn't it? I think it's just been so part of everyone's life. Hasn't I, it? Think, I think that's solid as an idea. Definitely. So he was quarantining before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds Quarantining good. before it was cool. Okay, great. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's nice. I mean, it's, I mean, you're not going to get as big a bang as the climax joke on that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, but we might find that we, you might want to move these around a bit because if you want if to, if you feel like your first two jokes are your best, maybe you can find a way of moving them within the speech so that you're spreading it out a little bit. Because that's what you yeah. would do in a comedy set. Yeah, and I think I'm, I'm looking for like four, four like jokes, and and then maybe something heartfelt, and then off. I don't want to, I no, don't no. want to be one of these fifteen minutes, you know. No, no, no. I reckon a good five minutes is is nice. But also between now and then, you might think of other little bits as well. But if you've got a base, that's such a great position to be in, where you can add bits in. And also on the, in the moment, if you're smashing it and they're really on board, you might do a bit that. You might not have done. Okay, so what's, what's the next bit? Okay. <clears throat> so I first realised my dad was human when one birthday my sister and I bought him a red letter day. He was going to drive a Ferrari around a racetrack. The racetrack was quite far away and my dad left early in the morning. He returned at about 4pm looking dejected. How was it, I asked. I couldn't find it, he said. This was before satellite navigation and the racetrack was in a town called Ware in Hertfordshire. Uh, I could just imagine him stopping to ask for directions and the guy saying, where is it you go in? And my dad saying, yes, exactly. And the guy, <laughs> guy saying, what? And my dad being like, no, where? <laughs> I don't know. I, got, I was thinking, do you know that? Yeah, is that, that really where the racetrack is? Yeah. I've done, I've done gigs in where. Oh, nice. I there's bet they all make those fest. jokes. Yeah, I, I think I thought about it. I might have tweeted it, actually. But that's good. <laughs> I was thinking, um, you know, Abbott and Costello, you know, the who's on first bit. Oh, yeah, a, yeah. It's kind of, it's like in America, it's like the two Ronnie's um, fork handles. Like everyone right. quotes it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I love that, you know, just silliness. And um, and I didn't want to be too, I mean, my, that is true story. Like my dad had this red letter day and then just couldn't find it and then just came home. <laughs> we kind of did do a, like a, a drive, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, he did. But I was like, oh man. And then, but I think 
it it kind of was a moment where you you sort of realised that your parents are only human. I mean, I could I was probably eleven or twelve years old, and it was like, you know, your dad's invincible, mm. and then and yeah. then he, he couldn't find it. I was like, so okay, so with this bit, I kind of feel like you you can get a laugh out of the fact that he couldn't find it because obviously you're thinking like a comedian would, and your joke is bang the wear joke, but right. you want you're sort of you're taking the piss out of him because he couldn't find it. So I feel like you can get you you, sh you should be able to get a laugh out of that because because yeah. everybody who knows him will find that funny that he did you know you got got him that and he he couldn't find it. <laughs> um, I I have this um, there's a memory of my dad's always been so like quick witted and funny and I remember I was about I was in about year five I think it was and um, my class were being taught um, how to make cookies at school and I came home and told my dad that a boy had gotten into trouble because he put a book in the oven and without pausing my dad said well was it a cookbook and I just remember I mean it's so silly but I just remember being being that young to, to have someone um, throw that sort of whip back at me so quickly I was like whoa okay so here you go I've got the structure of it already so this is all fits together so you, you initially when you talk about having the same sense of humor as him and you can say I feel a bit under pressure you know to be funny because obviously my dad's very quick-witted I've always really looked up to him and then do that joke and then the rest of them are all linked to you looking up to him so mm -hmm. I was always impressed with his sporting abilities um, I was impressed with I was I, I, I mean and you got a serious moment of like genuinely being impressed with how he dealt with the divorce and the kids which is a really honorable thing that he didn't let it affect you too much or do you know what I mean yeah. so that's a nice links there and then um what was the other thing you said the uh, the where no no what just before that oh the oh the bowling the um, self-isolation the um quarantine oh yeah yeah so that's a bit of background on this that could come a little bit earlier but yeah I feel like yeah. there's nice links between all of these oh nice that is, I think that is a good angle to go at is you know I'm, I look up to him Sort of thing and yeah. then the fact and that it got lost is that's quite a nice opposite I yeah did, um i did have a way of ending it i haven't written it down but um but it was it, i think it was taken from a stock line again but it was sort of because i i really you know i adore um sandra his his bride and 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 so happy for them so uh, you know finding a way of just sort of saying that but mm. i did kind of want to end on a little laugh so it's it's almost like um saying to my dad you know you've uh, you're going to come away from today with you know the most kind-hearted wonderful um funny uh, beautiful bride um and sandra you're going to come away with a lovely dress you know or something that's great <laughs> thank you to uh, bestmanjokes.com <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i say if you can um, think of some specific things that she about her that you could talk about to link into that to make it pers like personalize it i think that would go far and do you have any advice on like if there's a mic or if there isn't a mic or you know if it, like how i should Usually should i be projecting into the mic should should i be like saying it really loud or because i've no. seen some people vary there yeah i think but what i think the way you were saying some of them to me was too much like you were really going into it like this do you know what i mean whereas you've, <laughs> yeah, got, you've yeah. got to try and make it come nice and natural which and the key to that is just practice it a lot 
So the main thing is learning it so much that it's in your head and you know it. You've learned it, learned it, learned it, learned it, learned it. So then when you say it, you can take your time, pause, um, just pronounce everything properly. But when you're trying to remember it as you speak, it doesn't come out naturally because it's like you're reading it. And that's when I've seen a lot of best man speeches where they, they are basically reading it and it loses all, just learn it, learn it, learn it. That's the key, I think, and practice. And, and like get people like me, just talk to them and just say, can I just, just read, just save the speech to you? And that'll yeah. help, definitely. Yeah. But if, when you're talking to Mike, just, just, just vibe it. But don't, you don't need to, if it's in the mic, you don't need to really shout to the back of the room. You can even start by sort of saying, Does everyone hear me okay? Do you know oh, what I mean? Nice. It's anything like that. And that could just get you in. And that makes you feel natural. Do you know what I mean? Some, that's a nice little trick. So I can't remember who told me to do that. But like in an interview or something, just do something and go, oh, I've got something in my eye. Uh, what was that? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it just feels like a real natural in rather than going, okay, uh, my dad. Do you know what I mean? So mm. just so you feel, look, comfortable when have you ever done sort of public speaking before not so much i mean when i was, I was djing so i'd be like um this request in for <laughs> gym or whatever i i mean i have to be honest mark i have so at my mum's wedding when I, I was father of the bride so she wanted me to say a couple of words so i did oh right i did speak then um and i was i was so nervous i started and i said i said hello hello hello, hello. And I said, hello, like <laughs> 10 times. And that got a laugh in itself, but they were really laughing at me. Lionel Richie tribute. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it, just the starting of it, and I was reading off an iPad. I mean, it went, you find it went, when you were doing that, you know, you said they were laughing, but did you just kind of run with it? Once you'd stuttered, did you then try to, were you then sort of playing on it? Um, in the moment when the adrenaline kicks in, you'll be surprised how you can make this make it work there was one that, element where i was really surprised um i had i had a thing where i said um uh this my mum and um and her, her husband are from gravesend and if i you know i'm not sure i think you're aware but if anyone's aware it's yeah um it has a bit of a rougher sort of uh mm. people think it's a bit rough so i said this isn't a typical gravesend wedding uh, a typical gravesend wedding i would be marrying my mum and then <laughs> and um and that i mean that, that settled me down because they they did laugh at that but then this woman from the back i still don't know who it was this woman from the back went next time <laughs> and so in the moment like the idea of handling a heckler is you know i would never think to do it but in the moment i just went yeah there is always fourth time lucky yeah nice. um so that felt yeah, really go. good so Mm. the adrenaline yeah. definitely helped yeah. but that's, quick, that's quick wit yeah um but that joke's great like there's no reason like you couldn't squeeze that one into this one unless <laughs> so, unless there are people who will be in both weddings because the fact that it's in kent and would he have got married in Gravesend the first time um i think they did i then that's there you go so you could even do that and then i'll be marrying my dad you could you could squeeze that in. <laughs> that's very 2020 <laughs> yeah <laughs> 2021 by then um mm. but yeah no i don't know i'm 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 pretty nervous and so you're uh, so i think content you're great i think it's so it's just a performance side and i think you just need to learn it as, as well as possible 
That's a, that's, it's a good idea. I should. I mean, I've always been. Learn it well that. and walk around and perform it as if you've got a mic. And if you haven't got a mic on the day, then you just need to project. But again, take your time. The key thing is take your time because like, new acts or when you're dying on stage, people speed up and it's the worst thing you can possibly do. You just need to look confident. And if, if a joke doesn't get a big laugh, still pause, move on to the next bit and calm. Because as soon as you show that you're nervous, everybody gets nervous for you. So it's all about like faking it, essentially. Okay. Nice. Thanks so much, mate. That's right, mate. Been a pleasure. Um, my stomach is literally just, the butterflies going crazy at the thought of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see if they groan at the, um, the climax joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally there's a groan at climax. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Good luck, mate. Thank you. Tom Pacman. Hashtag a to Tom Pacman. There we go, lovely stuff. So you may have noticed now I am on my own. What happened is I forgot, because it was two years ago, I forgot how long the Tom Patman chat was. And it's all good stuff. So what we're going to do is we're now splitting this into a two-parter. So next week you will get to hear me banging on about Barbados and my wedding speech from Barbados, my best man speech. Uh, I, I, I chatted quite a lot about it, so this would just be a mammoth episode. So tune in next week to hear all of that. In the meantime, I am still on tour. Uh, this side of Christmas, there are still tickets available for Carlisle on the 24th of November. Dublin, we've got an extra early show on the 1st of December. Brighton, we've got a brand new extra, extra show on the 14th of December and then next year we've added loads of extra dates I'm very excited um, we're coming to Bristol Cardiff again Manchester again Leeds again Huddersfield Guildford again Birmingham again London and there's more and more being added so go to marksimmons.co.uk if you would like to come and see the tour uh, thanks everyone for listening uh, thanks for all your feedback please anything you think of let us know at jokes with mark we'll chat about it in the intros thank you to everyone leaving reviews on apple podcasts and five star reviews on spotify uh, that really helps so if you if you're new to podcasts and you, you're enjoying it head over there leave us a review and that's it really anything more from you danny nothing more from me mark anything more from you mark nothing more from me danny hashtag a wooger, everybody see you next week Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.